You're listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast, episode 13. Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Phil Burgess here, and welcome to episode 13 of the IT Career Energizer podcast, where I interview experienced IT professionals, consultants, and experts from around the world every week. Today's featured guest is Robin Fisher. Robin began his career as a Microsoft Systems Engineer at DLP Technologies. In 1999, Robin purchased DLP Technologies from then-owner Lee Penn, and in 2010, he sold the company to NetGain Technologies. Robin is now Engineering Manager at NetGain Technologies, ensuring successful project planning and implementation. So Robin, can you expand a bit on that brief bio and maybe tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm a... Um Proponent of the school of hard knocks, in other words, learn by experience. Uh-huh. And uh, been doing this for about 25 years now. And uh, it's very interesting how I um, really started out my IT career path. Uh, I didn't uh, go to school for IT. Uh, instead, I um, had a job as a, uh, a draftsman with an architectural engineering background and uh, ended up... Um, uh, fixing the computer systems all the time and found I really enjoyed that part of the work more than the, the design aspect and, and made a, a career change. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Um, can you share with us a unique career tip that the IT Career Energizer audience needs to know and probably don't? Yeah. Um, so think less or rather speak less like an engineer and more like a business owner. Uh, the IT guy is sometimes looked upon as um, wanting to put in the latest tech gear to uh, accommodate his own unique passion for uh, technology, whereas he's not looking at the business use or the business solution that the technology will give the business owner. Uh, typically, the engineer does not look at the cost of what he wants to put in, rather that it's really fast or does some unique thing. Yeah. Uh, we need to look at the business solutions and, and talk to people uh, in non-technical terms and be the translator of technology to business needs. Yeah, absolutely right. I think there's um, an element of education that a lot of people in IT require about the benefits of what they're doing and what it means to a business. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, there's no point in putting in technology if it... Uh, you know, it's a bunch of blinking lights and uh, doesn't serve a purpose to increase the, the profitability or have a return on their investment yeah. or, you know, actually make the business grow. And I think as you continue down your career path, that uh, as you talk to business owners and, and different folks, that you talking to them at their level will get you more respect and more opportunities to implement the technology solutions that uh, – that serve a business purpose to help out. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Can you tell us about your worst IT career moment and what did you learn from that experience? (laughs) So uh, 
it's been a rough week this week. Um, I had a, a client call me on Monday, and uh, none of their servers were functioning. Oh. So dig, digging into it, uh, I found out that they uh, had not set up alerts, had not been proactive, had not taken care of the basic day-to-day maintenance tasks. And uh, because of this, they had seven drives fail on their SAN, which we uh, attempted to, to recover um, because I initially started talking to the client and uh, found out they weren't sure about their backup and if it had been running and what the status of it was. So, you know, always always have a way back. Yeah, definitely. Were you successful? I, I was somewhat successful. Uh-huh. Um, there were seven drives that had failed. We were able to replace two of them. And by the time we were getting to the third drive to replace and, and copy the lost blocks of data, uh, we had one drive that it was, was sort of the kinkpin that everything was uh, hanging on. And it uh, completely froze up. Uh, we got uh, it resurrected two or three more times. And then at that point, it was, it was pointless. We couldn't. It was completely dead. So at, at that point, we had to make a decision. And the decision was made to replace all of the failed components and um, restore everything by setting up uh, new virtual machines, restoring the backup configuration file and taking a look to see what backups were actually uh, available. Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, they had not been checking their backups, and uh, there was one particular server that was not being backed up, and uh, we're having to recover that server now. It was a file server um, from scraps of information that uh, the employees had around the office on their local PCs or on CD-ROM. Yeah. It sort of proves its point by the fact that the backups are essential. Yeah, you can you can put in the best solutions, uh, but if you don't monitor them and ensure that they're running smoothly or test them, uh, the results of um, of a disaster can be catastrophic. Indeed. So obviously that's a very recent example of uh, <laughs> a bad week. Um, do you have any any other similar experiences from from your twenty five years experience? Uh, many, many, um, and uh, most of them are all related to lack of uh, thinking forward or being proactive on maintenance or ensuring that you're testing things to uh, make sure that they're running the way they're supposed to be running, and basically that the lesson is uh, always have a way back, Definitely. no matter what you're doing. The smallest change, um, think about the impact to the infrastructure, and what would happen if it breaks, and how do you get back? Exactly. Moving on from your worst moment, can you share with us your IT career highlight or greatest success, and how you were able to achieve it? <laughs> for, for this one, I'm actually going to go back um, when I first started in, in IT, and uh, I, I didn't know much at the time, um, but I got invited to a, a meeting to discuss a um, uh, desktop refresh solution, and I did a little bit of research and, and found out uh, what the user's experience was and the features that they lacked. And, and this was quite a while ago, so we don't have all the, the fantastic things we have nowadays, but uh, 
their, their biggest issue was that they had users that moved from desk to desk, and every time they logged on, they had to set up a new profile on the computer. Yeah, yeah. So uh, being a young pup, I, I said, well, what about roaming profiles and mandatory profiles and all these fantastic things that Windows can do? And I, I, I got really excited about it, and I provided a, a solution that solved the problem for them. And the response we got from this, this company we were working with was, was just a wonderful, um, wonderful response. And, and it really got me thinking about it's not technology. It's, it's the solution that the technology can provide. Yeah, absolutely. So I presume the benefits to the company were the fact that they were actually saving time as much as anything else, let alone frustration. Yeah, it, it made the users happy. Yep. It uh, saved time every time somebody needed to move locations. And they still had all their settings and everything looked exactly the way they wanted it to. And, and their desktops looked right. Their wallpapers looked right. Their favorites were there. They're, they were happy clients. So what's one thing that excites you about the future of a career in IT? So I, I, I kind of like to think about IT and what it can do for businesses. I think you'll find that's the common theme that I'm focusing on here is, is what can IT do for businesses? And, you know, a few years ago, everybody's talking about cloud. Now everybody's moved to cloud or has contemplated or is some sort of hybrid solution. And we're starting to see things move back towards more on-premise solutions where you can customize things. And there's, there's becoming a, a much higher level of value on the IT folks, especially the IT directors and CIOs, where their vision affects the bottom line of the company uh, to the point where bringing resources back internal is creating uh, opportunities for CIOs to become the linchpin uh, of a company. So not the CEO anymore, not the CFO anymore. Um, we're looking at the CIO for the vision of the company and what they can do with technology and how they can make clients happy when um, they call into the company or they um, do business with the company. How can they make the business's clients happier with IT? Yep, that view certainly reflects a lot of what I've been reading over the last couple of years about CIOs being more involved at board level. Yep, and driving, as you say, almost business strategy through the the capabilities of technology available. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you talk about call centers and things like that. Uh, call centers are not just uh, pick up a phone, you've got a number, you've got a client ID. Uh, we're getting more involved with uh, gathering data from different sources or, or big data, as they commonly refer it to. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when somebody calls in, it pops up a little bit of information. Uh, if it's got the right phone number, the right person, um, it, it may produce information from all these data sources that will make clients happy when they call in because you're talking to them. You're not just a number. Um, you may know that they called in a week ago and, you know, what's your problem solved? Or um, this is the last product you bought. Uh, how happy are you with that product? Or, you know, we've, we've worked with you before. Uh, I see you've got a birthday coming up next month. Are you doing anything special? You know, just little tidbits of information that you can gather from various sources uh, to, to bring that uh, connection closer. 
Just expanding the question slightly, is there anything um, or or what do you see the future of technology looking like? <laughs> that's, a, that's a very uh, uh, big question. It, it is indeed, yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, nobody knows for sure. There, there's lots of people that like to uh, believe they do, but um, uh, vendors are getting uh, tighter on, on the, uh, the technology getting more, more complicated than it used to be. Um, I see a lot more big data coming in. I see a lot more um, uh, rules and regulations that need to be worked with that make things trickier. So we, we, we want security to be there because of, of viruses and crypto locker and, and all kinds of other things that can, uh, that can affect the network and, and the users and their data. Um, but in order to uh, become more secure, requires more complexity and requires uh, more difficulty, um, not only from the IT perspective, but also from the end user perspective, where now you have to enter your password and it changes every 30 days. And you also need to enter a special code for dual factor authentication. And, and people are starting to get frustrated with the, the negative effect of having to secure things. Yeah, it's, it's certainly um, security is is an area that's hitting the headlines more and more. At the time of recording this particular episode, there's been a couple of instances of global security concerns over IT systems that have hit the headlines. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so it's, it's certainly an area I can see um, from a career perspective, security is definitely one that's going to continue to grow in its importance and the number of people working in that particular area. Yeah, I think, you know, if I was starting out again, um, security would be very interesting to me. Um, I mean, it, it still currently is. Uh, but if I was starting out, you know, what can you do with security? Um, and there's definitely a future in it because the bad guys are, they're not going to stop. They're going to find different ways to scam and, and get money without working or, you know, slightly working. Um, to, you know, con people out of their, their hard-earned dollars or, or pounds. Exactly. Okay, it's time for the reveal round. It's a quick-fire set of questions, so are you ready for this? Absolutely. Okay. What attracted you to a career in IT? So, uh, like I said before, it was the school of hard knocks for me. Um, I was uh, designing... Uh, HVAC control systems, even though as architectural engineering was my career um, path via college. Um, however, because of a need, I, I wanted to be able to, to do my work, and, and I couldn't do my work if the, the systems were failing all the time. So I, I actually, it was a very small company I was working for, and, and I actually brought in a home-built computer and said, I can help you with this. And uh, the result was um, I started tinkering and started learning more. And um, it, it was at the infancy of the, the, you know, the dawn of the Internet when uh, not many companies had Internet access. And you know, we, we set up a, a modem sharing, and um, we were then all able to access the Internet at the same time, although compared to today's standards, very slowly. <laughs> yes. um, 
and you know, followed by the, the typical squeaking and squawking of the, the AOL sounds you're used to hearing uh, from way back then, if you're, you're old enough to remember that. Oh, yes, unfortunately so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I really enjoyed learning, and, and that's one thing in IT is if you enjoy a change of pace and there's something new every single day, uh, you will be on a continual path of learning. Um, and that I don't expect will ever stop with IT. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the, um, if anything, the rate of change in technology, in particular IT, is ever increasing. So I don't think there'll be a dull moment in anybody, anybody's career uh, over the next few years, that's for sure. There's always going to be something new. Yeah. What is the best career advice you've ever received? I had a client maybe about 10 years ago. And he probably taught me the most about IT that I've ever learned before, and not by technology, but about how to talk about technology. And he used to give me quotes and books to read, and he took an interest in in me learning how to focus on the, the business needs of IT and not the technical needs of IT. Yeah, good advice, definitely. Um, if you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? That's a really interesting question. I, I, I love storage. I love virtualization. I, I love tweaking and making things fast and you know, providing the business solutions and disaster recovery and backups. But I think if I were to start right now, I would focus on security. Yeah. So back to our conversation a little while ago. Yeah, the, the media is ever-present in, in telling us about all the, the corruption and, and things that go bad, and it's an opportunity to fix things. Um, the, the recent uh, incident where the, the gentleman had the, uh, the DNS name and registered it and, and saved half the world, supposedly, from the, uh, the want-to-make-you-cry virus, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, that was... Uh, really neat, a stroke of luck. Um, and, uh, you know, he's in the news, he's all over the place. And, you know, sort of, it, it's got to be great for his career, even though it was a coincidence and an accident. Yeah, I'm sure he'll do wonders for his career. Absolutely, yeah. And um, what career objectives are you focusing on right now? now right now, I'm focused on, focusing on um, expanding um, uh, or ITL process, or ITL process, uh, and working on uh, technology process documentation to help us do uh, business better and to help us provide solutions that are proven and tested and, and can be um, reproduced uh, with a really high level of quality. Uh, one of the things I found out very early in my career is uh, vendors are full of pro- empty promises <laughs> and in, yes. you actually get to experience their products and find out what you didn't know. Um, you're kind of stuck with um, what they have marketed to you. Yeah, I, I almost want to recount a story here in, in, one, in my early career where I worked for a software house. And we had salesmen who would go out and 
If a customer asked a question, can the system do this? The default answer was yes. <laughs> and then they, would, then they would take it back and um, <laughs> provide the R&D director with a, a requirement to make the system do it. Yeah, and in the process, they probably broke something to get that one. one More than likely, that's right. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career? I would say it's you know, you're, you're, there's soft skills and then there's business acumen. Um, I think the latter is what converts you from engineer to consultant to a, a trusted advisor. Yeah. That's, um, I mean, yes, the, the role of the trusted advisor is something that cannot be underestimated from an IT perspective. Right. And being a consultant uh, for, for over 20 years, um, the moment the client asks you to help them plan their budget is the moment you've gained their trust. Yes. I presume that's happened? Uh, many times. <laughs> that's good to hear. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Can you share a parting piece of advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? Yes. Read. Read a lot of books about leadership about team building, um, about working with business. Um, I've got a, a reference to quite a few books that, that I've really enjoyed. Um, from, from Good to Great is, is an excellent book. Um, to help you understand, you know, not just to be good about what you do, but how to be great. You know, never tire of reading. Yeah. Definitely. I think self-education and self-development are key. Um, if you want to progress your career, you cannot rely on learning something and expecting that to be the end of it. it you really need to keep, keep learning, keep reading. It could be videos, audio, whatever it might be. I think self, self-education is key. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's so many different sources on, on how to learn about IT, but but not really business development or how to understand IT or apply IT to businesses. Yes. So think outside the box. Think about what the problem is and how you can use technology to solve the solution. Yeah. Okay, great. And finally, what's the best way that we can find out more about you and connect with you? Oh, God. Uh, probably through LinkedIn. Um, I also have a blog on our, our company website, which I, I, I haven't paid enough attention to lately. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, we've got a lot of uh, members on our, our company website that uh, enjoy blogging and uh, bring their thoughts to the community on you know, not only how to work with IT, but uh, problem solving or just a little bit of a story of an experience they've had. So, Robin, thank you so much for joining me on the IT Career Energizer podcast today. It's been great talking with you. You too, Philip. I really appreciate your time. Well, I really hope you enjoyed this week's chat with Robin Fisher. You'll find full show notes for the episode on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e13. And while you're at the website, I'd really appreciate you leaving me any feedback you have about the podcast, such as subjects to cover and guests to invite onto the show. In next week's episode, I'll be talking with Andrew Bettany, an IT trainer specialising in Microsoft technologies. If you haven't done so already, please remember to subscribe in iTunes to get this and future episodes automatically downloaded to your device. 
and if you're inclined to do so, please leave a rating and review in iTunes about the show. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.